Good morning, good morning. I uh, hope you guys are having a great morning. I'm sure I am. Um, this is Jonathan Alcade, and this is Daily Practice Success. And today we're going to be talking about social media marketing, especially for restaurant owners. I wanted to bring uh, an expert to my podcast. I wanted to learn about social media marketing. It's because I wanted to open a digital marketing agency specifically for a restaurant and this is the direction I wanted to go. So I want to you know, bring them in and start talking about social media, especially for a restaurant. My guest today, she's been doing social media marketing for 17 years. She had restaurant clients. And Jen McKee, she's my guest. She's a founder of Key Heart Marketing Social Media. Key Heart Marketing Social Media is a digital marketing agent that provides social media management, strategy, and coaching. She hosts a team workshop, one-on-one consulting, group trading, and a strategic monthly support. Um, her strategy fortifies customer loyalty, manage brand reputation, and increase profitability through organic tactics. So this is going to be exciting for me, especially because I wanted to learn this stuff. Yeah. So I'm excited, and let's bring her out, and let's do this. All right. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> There's a countdown I was waiting for there. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, Jen, thank you for um, coming to the show. This is, is so exciting to me. And, I, and my guest is excited for this also because, hey, who, who doesn't want to learn social media in 2020 and 20, I mean, going to 2021? It's pretty much the staple nowadays for social biz uh, so, so businesses, right? Oh yeah, definitely. And it actually was huge for restaurants. I'm, I, especially with all of the, you know, shutdowns and then reopenings at this phase and only dine or only takeout and whatever. So it became uh, really obvious how important it was as we uh, kind of navigated through <clears throat> those first months in the pandemic. Mm. I think the pandemic, I know um, a lot of restaurant owners are hurting. But the pandemic tells them and shows them that hey, um, because some, mo a lot of them are not in social media yet because yeah. they opened their restaurant for a long time ago and they're not even on social media. But I think this is like a wake up call for them. Um, maybe hey, I need to do something else in order for my business to to thrive and from here and out, uh, here and out. So. Today we're going to be talking about social media and especially for restaurant. And Jen, thank you for for coming to the interview. So my first question to you is: um, Take us back. How did you get started with social media marketing? Yeah. So I think you said I had done social media for seventeen years, but I worked in restaurants for seventeen years. Oh. And so that's why when I started doing social media, that was like I, my ideal uh, client that I had because I'm so familiar with what goes on in a restaurant, how much. Uh, you, I mean, if for anybody that's worked in restaurants or owned a restaurant or led a restaurant, I was a restaurant manager also, you're just so caught up in the day-to-day. -day. You're managing a big group of people. You're making sure that your guests are taken care of. And so trying to add marketing to that, um, it, it can be challenging, especially if it's not like your first, you know, it's if it's not something you're thinking of. So that's why I was like, I'm going to help these people. And um, 
so anyways, I've been doing social media in particular for bars and restaurants since 2017. But yeah. I just wanted to clear that up, full transparency here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I was working in the restaurants as a manager and um, was, I have two small children um, and I, I really wanted, some, I wanted to find something else. And so I, uh, I stopped managing and went back to just uh, bartending and waiting tables and on the side started providing marketing services. One of my friends owned um, two different bars, uh, one of them being like part bar, part restaurant. And I was uh, um, helping plan parties and uh, like kind of promote those and try to get more, um, get more people in the door. And in that time, I, I started re to recognize how important social media could be to all of this. And so I started building up their social media presence on Facebook and Instagram. And then um, along with that, try to learn as much as I possibly can. My background's more in design. Um, I went to college for interior design and graphic design. So I, I didn't really know a ton about uh, the marketing part of it and the um, actual social media part of it. So I continued to learn. Um, and I uh, ended up in 2018 founding my company, Keyheart Marketing, and going out and marketing myself to find more clients. So that's kind of how I got started with all that. Uh, that's amazing because it's exactly um, the perfect situation you have. Um, you started with design in college and you it's pretty much um, like on social media marketing is posting for for restaurant and you need that design skills in order for you to like thrive in that kind of business right um social media uh, marketing so um tell us why is it important for you know businesses to have social media presence um i mean everybody's on on social media right, I, right. like people spend hours hours a day uh, hours a week on their phones. And um, so you need to be where the people are. I mean, before mm. before it was uh, billboards and TV commercials that like we don't even watch commercials anymore, you know, and unless we're forced to with our streaming services. But really, the ads that we're watching are on social media. The, the, the thing that we're looking at is Facebook and Instagram. And I mean, even more than that, Twitter and Snapchat and TikTok. And so um, it's it's just, uh, it's kind of a no-brainer. Plus it's free, you know? Like if you're not running ads, like it's free to join it. Um, and uh, so yeah, I, there's just no reason not to. I think what happens and what, what business owners may not be uh, thinking about is that it's, if somebody hears about you, right, like the first thing you do is look them up, no matter what the business is. And so um, it, it, Facebook is like, I think, the third most used uh, search engine. And so people are searching for your business. If you're not showing up, then they could immediately just move on to the next thing. It's not like, oh, I really want to support these people. I'm going to keep fighting. No, like you're just, you know, you just move on. So if you don't have a presence, you could really be losing out on a lot of customers. Mm, I think you you hit it bullseye. Um, nowadays, the things are changing. 
shifting, star shift, shifting, um, advertising for um, businesses is completely different, and most most of them are moving to social media. What are some the restaurants are doing that you know you feel like it's no longer gonna benefit them? That they're doing are they still on yellow pages? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I think. I think really what they're not doing, you know, like not having a presence online is going to be more uh, not beneficial. I mean, I, I think that like it is important still, you need to be on Yelp, you need to be on Google, you need to be checking your reviews and managing those platforms just as much as you are on Facebook and Instagram. It's an overall look at, you know, what your, what your customers are saying. And so um, I think it's just really important that those, all of those are managed all together. Like you can have consistent content coming out on social media that's being shared um, and being seen in people's newsfeed. But at the same time, you need to be watching your Google reviews and your Yelp reviews, not for any reason, but just to be aware of what's going on and, and respond to those people. That's really another huge key is no matter if people are giving you and negative feedback or positive feedback, you should be responding to every single one of them. Oh, that's very interesting because, yeah, um, they get a lot of that. Um, but um, I know you touch on this a little bit, but what is the best advice for restaurant owners with no social presence? Okay, so first of all, um, you need to get on there. It's, it's free. Set it up. Um, make sure that you... Uh, have a presence, especially on Facebook. Although um, you can do, uh, I feel like a little bit more on Instagram, but you need a presence. I, that's why I really recommend both of them. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, again, pay attention to all the reviews, all the check-ins, all the tags. Like you should be kind of capturing all of that. Um, it, statistically, people spend more money with businesses that respond to them online. And so if you're building a relationship, when people are, um, writing to you and you respond back, imagine, I mean, think about how that makes you feel when you reach out to people on social media and you tag them in something and they're like, oh, hey, thanks, you know, like, I'm so glad you came. That was, that was great. It just makes you feel like, man, these people really care. Okay. So maybe I'll go to them the next time. It's, it's just, it's about building that relationship. And then, um, of course, I could get even more deep into what kind of content you should be creating, which is then going to kind of amplify that presence that you're that you're already having. Hmm. It's very interesting to me because I know most of them are not doing doing that. And it's because, hey, restaurant is actually hard to deal with and it's very hard to manage because my uncle owns a restaurant and it's there's a lot behind the scene that most people most customers don't even understand and to run a restaurant business um what yeah. my question to you jen is what should the restaurant do in order for them to grow the audience because this is like the hardest part for a restaurant yeah definitely and i agree with you there's so much going on that's why it probably is better to outsource your social media or uh <laughs> or really have somebody fully in charge of it. Um, if, if you put somebody in charge in the restaurant and pay them separately for that. But um, it, uh, one thing would be you could encourage servers to, uh, you could have your servers encourage your customers to check in. Um, it, 
or tag themselves at your place of business, you could offer some sort of incentive for customers doing that. Mm. Um, that's going to grow your following. And not only that, when people are posting about you on their feed, then other people are seeing who you are. If they're posting great pictures of your food and posting it to their Facebook timeline and then someone else sees it and they're like, oh my God, that looks so good. That happens all the time. It happens all the time. Um, another thing would be uh, take good pictures of your food. Um, smartphones are very capable of doing that. I I can do some great things with a smartphone, but if you can't or you don't have somebody on your team that can, then just you need to hire a food photographer to get you some good pictures of your food. Um, people love food pictures. They do very, very well on social media. Mm. Um, they get shared. They, I mean, food, food pictures are great. That's one of the things that stops the scroll and gets people excited. And then um, uh, join local like community foodie groups. So in San Antonio, I live in San Antonio, Texas. We have uh, many of them, but they're like uh, San Antonio. I mean, even when COVID started, it was like San Antonio curbside, but then there's like San Antonio restaurants. There's like, I think, tens of thousands of people in that group and it, obviously there's a moderator and you can't like promote yourself all the time but pay attention to what people are asking people are asking for recommendations constantly in those groups like where can I get the best seafood like who has the best place on the north side like and and during COVID they were very uh they were very allowing of restaurants promoting themselves because it's the community you know they wanted to be sure that they could support the community um so and then lastly I mean there's of course, lots of things you can do, but um, connect with local foodies. Again, in San Antonio, there's hundreds of people on Instagram who are, you know, wanting to be foodies, tagging themselves as foodies, and willing to come into your establishment for a free meal and talk about you. Um, mm -hmm. we, we connect with foodies monthly, um, and then continue to build those relationships. You know, like, I make sure that we're constantly uh uh, engaging with the rest of their content because that's how they get to do what they do is by people liking and following them and engaging with their content. But they also really help us out when we have promotions going on, they'll post about them. I mean, I, on uh, one of my clients is a seafood restaurant and on national oyster day, I was able to reach out to like 10 accounts and say, Hey, can you post about this for us? And it, um, it, we saw a huge jump in sales that lunch just from that, you know, posting those relationships that we've already built. So building those relationships with those people, being willing to give a free meal in exchange for um, kind of like free advertising. They have a, an audience already. Um, you can find people in your city that have audiences of, you know, a couple thousand to tens of thousands. To, I mean, we see there's some big numbers. So uh, that's definitely a big one that I recommend. Mm, very interesting and I, I love the way you um like get into this and build that relationship it's very true um however most of the restaurant owners don't have um, people that are capable of like you know posting and building that relationship that's why we're um, social media marketing strategists um come into play and is it okay if we talk about what you do because part of my audience are hustlers they're they're yeah. they hustle but um before we go into that i want to ask one more question because like restaurant owners they 
they don't know what should the day-to-day content look like. And this is probably going to be the last question I'm going to ask you about restaurants. And I want to... Yeah. Because uh, and I want to go to the direction of the the hustle of being a social media marketer and how that works. So, like, yeah, what should the day to day content look like? Okay, um, so food pictures, good pictures of your food, they're gonna work, and that's that's definitely gonna work for you. But um, mm. whenever you're creating a strategy, you want to be sure that you're. You're talking about yourself, but then you're also engaging your audience. I mean, any of these platforms are business, and their goal is to keep you on the platform as long as possible so that they can show you the most ads and make the most money. So they, it's a popularity contest. If you have content that people like, um, they're going to show it to more people. So posting, uh, posting really great pictures of your food, people, again, like I said earlier, people like that. That works. Um, but another thing I like to do is – Um, things that are educational. So if there's like a great story or, um, you know, behind what your restaurant is about, I had a restaurant client who didn't use straws. So um, that was kind of a cool story that we could capitalize on that um, talked about something that was important to the culture of the restaurant, but also um, was a connecting point with our followers. And then it, um, it gave people a reason to engage with us. Um, I love to do uh, like, trivia or like this or that thing so um like which which do you like better you know like the strawberry lemonade or the jalapeno lemonade or which do you which would you prefer like fried fish or grilled fish you know and people engage with that and they have fun with that and then that gives you the opportunity to go back and engage back with all those people it's it is it's time consuming but that's why it's good to have someone who knows what they're doing so Um, taking the time to really talk back to all of the people who are talking to you, uh, it not only adds to the engagement of the post and makes the post more um, do well, do better on the algorithm, but it also, uh, it's continuing to build that relationship. You start to see the same people engaging with you all the time. And those people start to become like lifelong fans, people that are just constantly raving about your restaurant. And you need that. You need that. Absolutely. Yes, they, they, they um, restaurant owners definitely that it's it's a it's like a an evidence that your restaurant is actually doing great, especially when you get feedback from the customers um, themselves. Um, so, yes, um, Jen, thank you for clarifying that out. And, you know, you mentioned a lot of things about, show, um, you know, how to help restaurant owners with your posting, with management and Anyone can do this. They can do what you do. And it doesn't take much except for just learn a little bit on a restaurant and, you know, social media management and how to, like, you know, grow a, a, a business, a restaurant business into their following with day-to-day content and, other, and stuff, stuff that you're doing. But anyone can do this. But um, walk us through. Um, Jen, how can like no? I want to talk about a little bit more about what you do because hey, um, my my audience actually wants to know how can how can they start this hustle of social media management or digital marketing for restaurant owners? So how do you get clients for yourself? Um, so when I was okay, so the first thing that I would suggest if you're like just starting out is to reach out to your circle people that you know, ask them, um, you know, business owners, everybody does, um, find out, you know, what, 
if they need help with social media um, and then go further than that say, hey, I'm starting a business. This is the type of client that I'm looking for. Do you know anybody in that, you know, field that you would be willing to introduce me to? Mm. Um, I, at the beginning also, uh, I would just literally go into restaurants um, and bring them like gifts of food. But it's hard because it's a restaurant. So I made I made these little chocolates that were like the thumb, the Facebook thumbs up and it, this like little cup. And I got a couple clients from that for sure. Um, and that was just going back into the same places over and over again, bringing them uh, stuff that I could bring them. And then most recently, I have been doing a lot of networking on LinkedIn, um, which is I mean, all, all of this is it's time consuming, but it's worth it. Right. Um, but just finding uh, finding business owners on LinkedIn that are in my niche and reaching out to them and not it's not like some salesy pitch. It's just like, hey, I really like what you're doing. Like, tell me more about this, you know, and finding out more about um, who they are and what they have to offer. And then to see if, if I would be a good fit for them. Mm, that, that's very interesting. Um, the way you you said it, you need you need if you are going to get a restaurant client, you need their attention. So what Jen's doing is pretty much getting their attention. Bring them something to their restaurant. Bring them anything, like, you know, just to get their attention, say, and build that relationship. And then they're going to check you out because they want to know who you are. <laughs> and they're going to ask what you do. And then build that relationship. It doesn't... And also on LinkedIn, it's easier nowadays to actually get clients if you, if you just work hard at it. I mean, Jen probably mm -hmm. doing this on a daily basis to reach out to clients and reach out to build her network. Um, so I, I love that idea. You gotta, you got you, you have to get the your client's attention in order for you to get that, get that client. And what just like you said, it's worth it at the end. So now that you get the the cl restaurant client, should we like should we offer them all, all of these things? Or build a list, um, organic marketing, or um, posting? What, if I was a new entrepreneur and I wanted to get restaurant client, what should I offer them first? Um, so kind of get a feel for what they need. Mm. I really. I really like to have a conversation with them first. Once they're willing to give you the time of day, um, schedule a time to sit down with them and find out more about them. Um, I really do not give people like a list of like, this is what I do and this is how much it costs because everybody has different needs and you really want to tie what you're doing back to what they need. Um, and so although my packages are basically the same, um, they are tailored to what what specific needs I'm hearing from the clients when I'm having conversations with them. Um, so the first thing that I would recommend is go in and, and sit down with them maybe 10, 15 minutes um, and be respectful of their time, have a list of questions that you're going to ask, but really find out, you know, what, what are they doing currently for marketing? Um, what are their goals in the next quarter? Um, it, is there any sort of like promotions that they do regularly or that they're looking to add uh, you know, do you have branding photos of your of your food already? Um, have you already had somebody come in and take them? Because a lot of restaurant owners do for their menu and for their website. And so um, just kind of looking at that overall picture, are you active on Yelp and Google business? Like, 
And then once you get to that point, creating more of like a um, proposal, which uh, lists the things that you think you could do to help them be successful. Mm, that's very interesting. And again, if you're the marketer, like sit down and build that relationship and really find out what they need. It's it's the fact you don't you don't get to choose what you want to offer them because they'll tell you what they need. And that's mm -hmm. very interesting to me because um like we're learning all of this Facebook ads, posting and other things, but you know, your client might not be even need, might not even need that. They may need something else. And you know, just Find out first. I like the way you, um, Jen, said it though. That build that relationship. See, actually sit down. And I know most marketers, especially um, people that are just starting out, they have limiting belief. Like you know, um, well, they're never gonna hire me. They're never gonna want my services. Jen, walk us through. What should we do to cross that those limiting belief? They're never gonna hire me. Um, I'm not. I'm not that no, they're they're not they don't need my services. Um for new people that are just getting started and you know you started yourself a few years back and I know you got some you know fear when you first started. So walk us through how do you overcome that? Yeah, um I think mindset is one of the most important things uh when you're starting a business and really trying to achieve anything. Um, I work really hard on my mindset. Um, it's something I do daily because it, uh, I I have big goals and I um, I can't reach them with with thoughts like that, you know. So uh, um, there's a couple things. Um, I I read books uh, like you know self help books, self improvement books, uh, lots of them to hear all kinds of people's uh, thought processes on things. I listen to podcasts. I keep um, my circle of people that I communicate with, people who are, you know, on a high level, a high vibration with, with positive energy. Uh, that's very important. I practice daily gratitude um, with my family. We, we say what we're grateful for every night, but then I also write it down every morning, um, five things that I'm grateful for. And my 10 goals, I have, you know, post-its on my mirror that's, say really positive things that I speak out loud. Um, and I, I, uh, I recently hired a coach and part of my coach's value to me is to, um, to keep me at that high energy. There are always going to be things that bring you down. Like there, you are going to hear no, you are going to have people maybe not be nice to you. You're going to lose clients this is inevitable. Like that's just the way that it is. Um, but remembering that there is abundance in this universe, like there is plenty to go around. There will never not be an opportunity. Um, as long as I'm looking for it, as long as I keep going, there's always, and there's always something out there. So it is not, it's not easy, of course, but it's, it's very simple and it's very, um, it's just being consistent with your thoughts. Hmm. That's very interesting. And guys, we talk a lot about mindset in, on this podcast and it's very true. What she's doing is just, it's a battle on a daily basis. So you, you mm -hmm. have to protect that brain of yours where that limiting belief, you, anyone could do what she's doing. And, you know, you first, you got to start with that. If you, um, first you got to believe that you can do it and then just 
you know, battle on a daily basis. Just like she's got techniques and, you know, strategies on how to be grateful on a daily basis, how to protect your mind, which is hanging out with people with energy. Hire a coach that can help you with your energy on a daily basis to remind you, hey, um, you know, bring that energy up or just give you strategies and tactics on how to do those on a daily basis. Um, Jen, you've been a great guest and I love it. I love your energy. Thank you. Part of being having that code, right? <laughs> um, few more questions before we let you go. What is success to you in business? Okay, so success to me in business is really achieving financial freedom. Um, mm. That's my my goal. Like I, I, I think most of us want that, and that's why we even go in entrepreneurship, which could even be crazy because we're like starting from the bottom with nothing, right? And then you're you're trying to work your way up. But for people that uh, become entrepreneurs like I think we like that we like that challenge and so um, financial freedom but also taking care of my clients and seeing success for them that's really really important to me I base a lot of my value on how well I'm doing for my clients so um, that is another huge piece of success in my business mm, that's very interesting I love when you said freedom because yes most of us want that freedom we want to spend time with our kids we want to do things that are not mandatory for us, like going to work, um, you know, for 10 hours, eight hours. And, you know, you have that freedom to do whatever you want to want. So, like, money gives you choices. So that's pretty much yeah. what we wanted to, to tell you guys is money gives you choices. And that's what we want, choices in life. Mom, things that, you know, give us choices, the things that we don't want to do. It's true. That's freedom. We don't want to do anything. Yeah. So... Definitely. We put ourselves in this um, uncomfortable situation in order for us to, to um, better our life. But Jen, walk us through probably the last question I'm going to have for you. How do, how are you practicing um, some um, no freedom? How so? Freedom is the outcome of what you want. Mm-hmm. What are you doing on a daily basis in order for you to achieve that? Or like no fi- like in the future? Yeah. Um, so it's really just small things every day. So mm. I talked about a couple of them, which is like my goals and, and gratitude. And I think gratitude is absolutely one of the most important things you could do every day. And it doesn't even take that much time, but it um, it, it can make a huge shift in your life. Um, I, I I reached those that through ha- uh, habits and then systems. So, um, it, you know, I'm and very intentional about what I consume. So I'm intentional about what I'm eating, about um, who's in my life, um, about I set boundaries for myself on social media because being somebody on social media all the time, that's not good for your mental health. And so it's not good for anybody. I mean, we need boundaries in our life. And so there are times that I shut off um, of social media so that I can I can feel better in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I work out three times a week. Um, I uh, read books. I um I, you know, um, and then I have systems that I'm following every single day. And so, like you said, like I'm reaching out to people, I'm creating, I, I chunk out my time and so that I know what I need to accomplish and what, um, and how much time it's going to take me so that I make sure that I get all the things done I need to get done. Hmm. Um, so I was reading, or I'm reading this book right now, um, Atomic Habits by, I think James Cleary is his name. James Cleary. Yeah. Yeah. And so he talks about. 
Yeah, and he talks about the exact same thing. And it's it's really recognizing that you're not going to see results right away, right? Like these are things you're you're putting in the energy and eventually you're going to get it out. One of my favorite quotes is Pound the Rock. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm from San Antonio. The San Antonio Spurs have it in their locker room. And it's about the stone cutter. Um, when the rock finally broke open, he knew it wasn't the final blow, but all the ones that had come before. That's something I remind myself all the time because – you do these things and you're not seeing the results. And so it's hard to keep going. You go to the gym, you know, you go to the gym and it's not like you're skinny. Like you eat something good and all of a sudden, like it's not going to change right away, but they're compounding. And so you keep doing it every day. You keep working your systems. You keep practicing gratitude. You keep uh, reminding yourself of your goals. You keep waking up and doing the things that you need to do in order to build the business that you're trying to build. And eventually you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so far along. And you would never get that way if you didn't start and and keep consistent on these little tiny things that you're doing every day that are getting you to the place that you want to get to. Guys, system and habits and do it on a daily basis. It's practicality. You're going to get where you want it to go if you just do those little things in the beginning on everyday basis. Jen, do you have... You know, do you have time to answer the uh, the customers' questions or um, the, our audience questions? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna bring them up. Okay, so Tim wanted to ask, how do you use social media to get people attracted to your opt-in into your offer? Um, okay, that's a good question. Uh, I a lot of times for like lead generation opt-ins, I do use Facebook ads because um, I can reach a broader audience. Um, it, it, I have one customer who we are getting, um, or one client that we're getting uh, tech signups. And so um, it, if you're not looking to use Facebook ads, I recommend repeating yourself a lot. You have to remember, I mean, people are spending less than two seconds on each piece of content that they're looking at. They're scrolling really quickly. And so don't be afraid to really repeat yourself. Um, it, I mean, don't, I wouldn't recommend posting the same exact post every single day, but repeating it in a different way. Like, Hey, uh, sign up for my email list today. And then tomorrow, maybe you do a video like, Hey, I just want to remind you I'm doing this thing and I've got these great offers and uh, sign up for my email list. And then the next day, maybe you have a graphic that's talking about what kind of results they could get or what the value is of signing up for your email list. So really spending that time repeating yourself. Um, on the feed and the stories um, over and over again is the free way that I would recommend. And then if you're looking for paid advertising, you could get uh, lead generation pretty easily um, using Facebook ads. Okay. Um, thank you for that. And again, he's got one more question. Tim, thank you for the question, by the way. Um, one more time and we're going to let Jen go. <laughs> <laughs> so Jen, um, Local marketing for local businesses, how does she handle an online business without a storefront that is a worldwide? Uh, I mean, your storefront is your website, um, and then, of course, your social presence, but uh, uh, your storefront is your website. And so I do have that. Um, as we've seen in the pandemic, uh, a brick-and-mortar storefront isn't as important as it used to be. Um, people are, you know, we're online and of course a restaurant needs a storefront, but um, if you are a solopreneur, you're just starting out, uh, I definitely, you need a website um, and then it, 
because you don't own the social platforms, like you don't want that to be your only way of reaching people. What if Facebook shut down tomorrow? They probably won't, but they could. And then you lose everything that you have there. So you want a website, you want an email list, you want ways to keep in touch with people that you own. Hmm. Thank you for that, Tim. And Jen, you're the best. Thank you for, for answering those questions. I know we're out of time. Guys, I'm going to have to let her go. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank and that, that's it from us. See you guys. Bye-bye.